Yo, what's good everybody? It's D. What's up guys? This is Q. Yo, and welcome to the Quick Pickup Show. Uh, before we get into it, we're going to just talk about some recent news. Um, let's first talk about Jimmy Butler and the Minnesota Timberwolves saga. saga. Uh, what the fuck is going on? I mean, he doesn't want to be there, but, <laughs> you know, talks have fallen through with the heat, so it doesn't look like he's going to be traded. He says he's going to play. Yeah. But, I mean, clearly the chemistry is not great. He's clearly unhappy um, for whatever reason. So I'm going to be very interested. I kind of want to watch every Minnesota Timberwolves game now until he's, you know, not on that roster just to kind of look at the, you know, expressions on his teammates, how they react to him, how he plays, how they play. Uh, It's fascinating to me. Uh, That story that came out last week is uh, a really fascinating one. I I honestly don't think he's going to start. I think they're going to bring him off the bench. Playing with the third stringers? That's when they they pull the third quarter run, like the Warriors. Exactly. I mean, it works. off the bench with the third quarter. <laughs> that's crazy. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm really disappointed in that story. Hearing that story, I'm disappointed in Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. You can't let that man do that to you with the third stringers. I don't care how good he is. Like, to, Foul him hard or something. To me, Show some heart. That, that's a lack of heart there. I know I've, I've criticized Wiggins for this like uh-huh. since college. And, and I know I criticized the Timberwolves for not getting Carl Anthony Towns the ball last year, but I kind of think now it's more of, of him. You, you, you can't be passive like that. I know he's, he's a great guy off the floor and everything, but you know you got to be a dog on yeah. it, I think. No, I feel to me, I'm not surprised because <sighs> Wiggins has always been soft. Like, he's, yes, he was the most athletic player to come out of his like high school class, but he was always soft. It's compared to LeBron. I mean, you, well, I, you can't just compare anybody to him, but... Well, I was never a fan of that. I wasn't either, but... But he was soft, and Carl Anthony Towns was like, okay, sorry, low-key, like, he had a good Kentucky team. Like, he was pretty soft, too. That's my thing. So, when you bring someone who comes from Jimmy Butler's background... Who's had to work for everything, like, literally. people have pointed out, like, this guy was a... Like, he was community. homeless. Yeah, he... Uh, got adopted, right, or yeah. got taken in by someone. Uh, community college transfer. Mm-hmm. He he said before he would literally in high school just like lock himself in the gym and practice. Was able to fortunately go to Marquette. Was a late first round pick, but not really anybody that people were particularly excited about. Right. I mean, everyone thought that 2011 draft was a weak draft, and looking back, you know, we have some very good players come out of it, like yeah. Kyrie, Clay, Kawhi, and I, Jimmy Butler. So. Isaiah Thomas. Don't forget. Yep. So. Uh, he. I'm sure you know it's pretty understandable why he's frustrated, but uh, it's just strange to me the dynamic and how it's going to work out this year. No, it is going to be interesting what happens with Jimmy Butler, but um, I he'll get traded eventually, just not for what Tim Thibodeau wants. But um, let's go to the Spurs injury list. Uh, earlier this, earlier what? Earlier in October, we found out Dejounte Murray tore his ACL. And now uh, Derek White's out for, I think, six weeks, I want to say. I don't know how long. But he's out again, and what do the Spurs need to do in order to still be successful? Follow Pop system. They had a lot of injuries last year. They didn't have a lot of talent last year, but Pop makes it work. And I think if he makes it work this year after losing Kawhi, you know, adding a new piece like DeRozan, who uh, is kind of bummed that he's leaving Toronto, 
and now with with who's the guy who's supposed to be their future franchise point guard and starting point guard this season not playing, along with their first round pick from last year, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. But if he can propel them to a top five seed, he needs to be in coach of the year consideration. I mean, he's already, in my opinion, the greatest coach in NBA history, and if he's not others' choice for that, he's certainly in the top five. I would Definitely. say so. But I mean, if he's able to to lead them to the playoffs again, dealing with a lot of injury uh, plagued players. Uh, it's, it's just a you know more cement on his legacy, honestly. Yeah, for me, it's just listen to Pop, but it's gonna be interesting because they're literally bringing in Demar Derozan, Jakob Poto, um, just different vibes, different kids, you know. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I still have him taking the over though for what I think it's forty-five wins. Yeah, they're over. I'm still taking that. Yeah, I but, would too. But let's go to the next one. All right, and uh, today found out Jamal Crawford finally signed with the team. Him and the Suns agreed to a one-year deal, uh, only $2.4 million. Mm-hmm. Um, D, what do you think uh, this means for the, for the Suns? I think the Suns need to decide whether they're going to play old or play young. Like, they're too busy going in the middle. Like, they signed Trevor Ariza, they got Ryan Anderson, now they got Jamal Crawford. Like, it just pisses me off because this is what the Suns always do. And um, they still have Tyson Chandler. Yes, still, they, right? they still have Tyson Chandler. So it's like, all right, just pick and choose what you want to do. You can't just mix veterans with very, very, very young guys. But like, I wanted to see Elio Kobo get a lot of minutes, if I could be honest. But now it's gonna go to Jamal Crawford. Um, I don't even think they have a starting point guard yet, do they? No. And I better not be Jamal Crawford. That's well, all I'm saying. I, I don't <clears throat> mind it. Only because supposedly Devin Booker is going to play the opener, which yeah. I think is very surprising because he just had hand surgery last month. And it wasn't mm-hmm. even at the beginning of September, I believe. It was more of the middle to end. So it's, it's only going to be a month since he's had it. I think that's really early. I think Ugh. they're kind of pushing it yeah. for someone they just signed to a massive extension. Um, it's not like they're going to make the playoffs this year, barring, you know, Aiton being the next coming of Bill Russell. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm surprised they're rushing him back, but um, I, I don't mind Crawford being there just because the deal's not for a lot of money. They do have an opening at point guard. He's not particularly a point guard. He's more of a combo guard. If you look at his assist per game, they haven't been, I want to say, over three. But he's another playmaker to add. He's another streaky shooter they can add. Um, and if it doesn't work out, you know, I'm sure they can buy him out for cheap and he can help another team. So no. I, I don't think it's it's a big deal um, it just adds to their depth i understand it's just i don't know i don't like the move i wanted to see young guys play but that's me and it's like, i think they own their own draft pick this year right they should yeah they i don't should. remember any trade and this is the first is this the first year where they do the the draft reform where it's like the three or four worst records? i believe so and i only believe so because i think the knicks might actually get it this year and it's <laughs> hilarious that they have a chance to turn around their franchise with the number one pick and potentially get a free agent, and it's now the NBA draft is changing. So I think it's either this year, if not this year, it's next year. So we'll see. Uh, talking about draft picks, let's go to uh, 76ers. Fultz is going to start. Redick coming off the bench. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I don't know if I like that. I Have we seen J.J. Redick in a six-man role, maybe in Orlando? But... I feel like he's gotten a lot better since his last year in Orlando. A lot better. Uh, I, I like him 
on the floor with Simmons as mm-hmm. someone that can space the floor, someone to come off screen, someone Simmons can play make for. Right. Uh, not that Fultz can't do any of those things, but I feel like Fultz off the bench should be great against the second unit. With his athleticism, he can get to the basket at will. If his shot's gone back to you know his original pre-draft version, mm-hmm. uh, he can surprise people with that. Um, but, you know, at the same time, if he's anywhere close to that self and they have that much talent on the floor, it can't hurt either. And then you still bring someone that can shoot like J.J. Redick off the bench. I don't think it'll hurt him too much. I just prefer it the way it used to be, I think. The reason why I don't like this is because J.J. Redick is definitely a better, one of the best spot-up shooters in the game. And um, I'm looking at their second stringers, and unless you're going to rely heavily on Dario Saric or uh, not Dario Saric sorry uh, Wilson Chandler or TJ McConnell of creating space for JJ Redick I really don't see this working or <clears throat> working to the full potential for me I'd rather have JJ Redick start just cause he can't he can't dribble like Markel I'm sorry yeah. he can't get to the basket like Markel like why have him play with Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons is going to create space. I'm sure they'll stagger the minutes <coughs> to make it work. Maybe Markel starts and plays like four minutes before they take him out and put him in with the second unit later. But um, you know, we'll see. We'll we'll see tomorrow how that works out. Because yeah. uh, Boston's a team that has a lot of depth, so uh, it might be smart for them to try that. Yeah. And wait, what's going <coughs> on when Mike Muscala is dead? So he tweeted about <coughs> the Jimmy Butler. Thing, and he said some pretty insensitive stuff about uh, an African American il- mental illness being like that these guys are egos, and he compared them to Jordan and Kobe, and oh. yeah, people got upset about it. So Ooh. Six apologized on behalf of the organization, even though uh, he's not part of it, and Mike Muscala apologized as well for his death comments. So just stay just when lane. they needed another distraction, yeah. they got it. So. But let's stay with Philadelphia. How do you feel about Elton Brand being the general manager now? I I, th- I think Elton's a smart guy. Uh, I'm surprised that Philly wanted to keep him there, considering after he got traded there, yeah, <laughs> it's when his career started to decline. But uh, Elton's always been a very smart guy to me. Um, I think he's more than is it because he went to Duke? Him. A little bit, but <laughs> if, if you just talk to him and know a little bit about him, I think he definitely you know uh, very smart guy. A lot of knowledge about the game so i'm excited to see what he does still very young too uh you know considering him versus other general managers so he can certainly grow into that role and, and be a part of that franchise for a very long time so uh, i think it's a good move to me you know i don't care but yeah, i i like Talton brand as a clipper and he, he honestly he always carried himself with class yeah so i'm happy for him <clears throat> let's go to uh warriors last season in oracle how do you feel? Sad? Uh, it's different. Any, uh, whatever. Feels like they're selling out a little bit now <laughs> that they got the big time. But, I mean, I get the move. It's more lucrative to play in San Francisco. They got a new arena. Yeah. Now they have a bigger following because of how popular they are and how many as, titles they won. As Cardi B says, they make money moves. Yeah. And supposedly, they're trying to use this as, like, oh, win one more title for Oakland before we move. I think they need to find some inspiration to stay interested this year. I mean, winning should be more than enough interest, but uh, as we've talked about previously on this podcast, they seem to get kind of lax towards the end of the season uh, and in certain games when they don't need to be and it gets them in trouble. 
Um, so this will give him supposedly added motivation, uh, as well as you know winning for Demarcus Cousins uh, mm -hmm. being there. So uh, we'll see. I don't buy it completely, but I mean, if that's what gets these guys up and going, I guess you know whatever works. I hate Warriors fans, so I don't care. <laughs> but they have a they have a monster lineup, so it don't matter. Anyways, Richard Jefferson retires. How do you feel? Uh, it's about time. Uh, but I mean, you know, it's he had a rough. Damn time. Yeah, he he had a rough summer. His dad passed away. Uh, his dad got shot and killed actually last month. Oh, um, in Compton, right? Yeah. So what was he doing in Compton? He's not even from here. I don't know. I was kind of confused about that too. Uh -huh. He's from. Is he from Arizona? Or he's from like San Diego. I can't remember. Let's fact check it. But anyways, I mean, he, uh, you know, his best days are behind him. Um, you know, I I felt like. That this you know that happening to his dad probably played a role in his decision. Uh, I think it, it's time to move on. He's a guy that has a lot off court. We talked about Elton Brand, you know, being a very smart guy and doing stuff off the court uh, to kind of showcase that. Uh, Richard Jefferson definitely uh, fits in that same class. I, I believe he has a podcast with Channing Fry, yeah. so you know he certainly has opportunities off the court. He's been on the jump before, I believe, as like a guest analyst and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure he'll do well in whatever he decides to do post the NBA career. No, he's a smart man. Honestly, I feel like he's very underrated for what he's done. I feel like with New Jersey yeah. Nets, he was he was a straight killer. I loved him. But Jefferson was actually born in L.A., but he was raised in Phoenix. So okay. I don't know when all that happened, but you know, shout out to R.J. You know, appreciate you and everything you've done. Last but not least, Knicks wave Joakim Noah. Finally. <clears throat> He, yeah. he asked them to release him a while ago. Then he put it on his IG story. Yeah. So uh, this uh, is good for the Knicks. Because um, he had a huge contract, bad contract. Uh, this allows them to stretch it out, saves them some money for next year when they're supposedly chasing a lot of big-name free agents. Um, I, I wish that Joe Kim had worked in New York because he is from New York. Uh, and they could have drafted him. Uh, I feel like he, in his prime, would have been a big star there and, and uh, someone that a lot of fans would have admired for his heart and tenacity and stuff but uh, just got there unfortunately towards the, the end of his career when the injuries started taking over yeah just good for the Knicks and I hope Joakim finds a new <clears throat> alright so uh, we're going to discuss our predictions for the regular season uh, awards and then uh, after we do that we're going to uh, pick our playoff teams and then talk about who we expect to make the conference finals and uh, ultimately win it all. Um, but in regards to awards, we'll start with Rookie of the Year. Now, for these ones, I looked up odds uh, in Vegas for who uh, are the top five favorites. And uh, we'll be discussing who we like. So, uh, Shout out to Vegas. Though. Shout out to Vegas. Uh, rookie of the Year. So the top <coughs> candidate, DeAndre Ayton. He's the favorite to win it at plus 200. Uh, then we got Luka Doncic. Wait, wait, wait. What does that plus 200 mean? So, Sorry, I don't know. In Vegas, plus 200 means if you put $100, you'll win 200 on that bet. Mm. But if it's minus, if it's like minus 200, then you have to play, you have to bet 200 to win 100. So for DeAndre Aiden, plus 200, if I bet 100, I get 200 back. If he wins that, yeah. If he if wins, he wins it, and yeah. then I get 300. Yeah. Like it? Yeah, uh, Luka Doncic next at plus three fifty. Kevin Knox plus five hundred. Marvin Bagley Jr. and Colin Sexton both plus seven hundred. Jaron Jackson Jr. and Wendell Carter Jr. plus eight hundred. There's a lot of juniors in this draft. A lot I barely of realize that right now. I didn't even say Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> yet. He's not on here though. Uh, Trey Young plus eight fifty. 
and I believe the field is plus one thousand. Plus one uh, thousand. There's other. There's other. Uh, oh shit. Yeah. There's other candidates as well. That if you bet on them individually, their odds are a little higher. Um, so, out of those favorites, we'll just start with the favorites first. Yeah. Well, let, let's just start with our prediction. So, who's your prediction right now to win Rookie of the Year, D? And you can go off the board if you want, and, but we can, if you pick anyone on this, we can talk about other guys we like off the board uh-huh. after. So. Um, uh, to be honest, I think it's either going to be Luca or Trey Young. Trey okay. Young's my dark horse. But uh, I really like Luca's game, and I feel like Dallas is going to win. So I'm going to go with them. And usually rookie of year always goes to a team that's a rookie whose team is winning. Yeah. So for right now, I'm going to go Luka. Yeah. I can see why Aiton's the favorite just because I feel like he's going to put up numbers. Right. And Phoenix, there's not really competition for playing time with him at Oh, center. don't disrespect Tyson Chandler. No, nah, dude, he's <laughs> over the hill. I Tyson Chandler was great no. in Dallas. Who else but... do they have, though? They have DeAndre Aiton, uh, Tyson... Uh, Rashawn Holmes, Rashawn Holmes, and Dragon Bender. The Aiton's getting those minutes. He's no, he is. Minutes, I know, thirty-five but... minutes a night. So he's gonna put up numbers, but Phoenix isn't gonna win. And I but agree with you. But he's not playing like an overseas team. That's when he put up put up big numbers. That's at least Who, when Aiden? I saw him. Yeah. Well, I think regardless, he's gonna put up numbers whether they lose or win. I don't Probably know. Blowouts, but I think he's. I think he's honestly gonna disappoint some people. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna call well, it right now. Regardless of how he does, I'm taking Doncic as well. Okay, cool. I feel like Woo. this is the best player in the draft. I feel like Dallas. I don't know if they're gonna make the playoffs, but I think they're gonna surprise a lot of people. Yeah. Because, uh, and I think he's gonna be the catalyst to that. So for him, that for me, that's my bet. Knox is intriguing because I could see him putting up numbers. I just don't think the Knicks will be very good. No, I think he needs uh, Porzingis to be there. Sexton is intriguing for the very same reason. <clears throat> Carter, I like. I just don't know about rookie Ooh. of the year. I can see him being like a Laurie Markkinen, like a first-team uh-huh. all-rookie. But Jaron Jackson Jr., low-key, low-key. If Memphis starts winning, he can be a surprise. He can be a dark horse as well. Uh other guys that are sleepers for me. Well, talk. About, okay, let's okay, let's, let's go to the sleepers. So, what about for you? Anybody uh, off that board? Trey Young, Jaron Jackson Jr. I'm trying to honestly. I'm trying to like, hold on. Let me look at the. Well, I'll say mine. Yeah, while say you're yours. About yours. So, Miles Bridges is okay. plus twenty five hundred. I don't think that's a bad bet. That's not if, a bad bet at all for Charlotte. I feel like he can play a lot this year. I feel like a lot of teams passed on him that could use him. Like my uh, Clippers, yeah. but Shea's doing okay. Yeah, Shea is also plus twenty five hundred. All right, well they were drafted so, in the same. Those are really the only two guys I like. Oh, there is one other guy. I apologize, but he's gonna have a lot of competition from his teammate, who's a number two pick. But Harry Giles is plus twenty five hundred. He looked great in summer league. Uh, so those are just bargain guys. I, I wouldn't uh, suggest putting a lot of money on them because mm-hmm. they're very very dark horses. But uh, those are guys I like. If you're on the outside looking in. For me, I I'm looking at the NBA draft right now. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna stick with Trey Young and Jaron Jackson Jr. as my sleeper picks because I'm not really liking other guys that are on here. All right. uh, let's go to Coach of the Year. There weren't any odds on this, but D. Uh huh. Who is your pick for Coach of the Year this year? If you have to predict preseason. Preseason. I feel like it depends on a lot. I could easily say Steve Kerr, 
because they're going to win it all. I can say Luke Walton because of LeBron. <sighs> but all that is... Well, your LeBron log- one is risky. Your, lo- your logic's interesting because I don't think either of those guys have a chance unless the Warriors break their win record okay. again. And- I'm, I'm going to be 100 with you. Last year, I feel like Brad Stevens got uh, screwed. Uh-huh. So I'm going to say him or Greg Popovich. Okay. Greg, I... The reason I say Kerr's not going to is just because I think he's yeah. he, he won his. Uh, I think a lot of I mean Phil Jackson only won one Coach of the Year award. I believe Popovich has only as well has only one as well, which is crazy because those are two of the five greatest coaches in basketball history. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like since Kerr got his uh, from the '73 and '9 season, uh, unless they break that record, he's probably not going to get mm-hmm. consideration for it just because of how loaded that team is. Walton, I feel like, is not going to get the credit he deserves because of LeBron. Uh, so, I want to say those two are fringe candidates, but they're not the top for me. I think Stevens finally gets it this year. I, I hope. think he got Jesus overlooked Christ. a little last year. Although I do like a, a little. Casey pick. Well, I oh. think I think Casey deserved it just because I don't think anyone expected Toronto to win the East. But Stevens has gotten overlooked two years in a row. He's. So I'm sorry. They they overlook him because <clears throat> he's young and. That's well, all I'm gonna say. He's I young. think uh, it ends this year because I think Boston wins <clears throat> the East. Oh uh, yeah, easily. And uh, another guy I like, uh, but his team his team took a leap last year. They're going to have to take another leap for him to, to get consideration, but I think they might. Is uh, Quinn Snyder did a great job with Utah mm. last year. Okay, uh, I like that. I like their team. I could see them being a top four seed in the West if they are able to do that, maybe even sneak to three or two. Uh, I can see him getting love. I think he got overlooked last year also, even though I don't think he was going to win. I think uh, his name wasn't brought up enough. I like Quinn Snyder. I like Winslow a lot, so I respect that. All right, now we are going to Defensive Player of the Year. We don't have odds for this, but obviously we can still talk about it. Q, who you got? Who are you thinking? Well, there's the usual suspects that are up for it. Uh, Draymond Green, Kawhi Leonard, Rudy Gobert. I'm going to go with Anthony Davis. Uh, yeah. He's one of our top MVP candidates. We'll get to that in a little bit. But I think if he doesn't win the MVP... He's definitely going to win the Defensive Player of the Year, I think. Uh, if healthy. Yeah. I think he arguably could have won it last year, uh, especially since Gobert missed uh, about 20-something games. Oh, so, that's right. So, I mean, I think Gobert deserved it, um, but I think Davis gets it this year. I think Davis is uh, <coughs> arguably the most impactful two-way player in the NBA nowadays. Uh, I think his defense is really going to keep New Orleans in the playoff hunt this year. So mm-hmm. I think he gets it if he doesn't win MVP. That would be my bet. I was also going to say Anthony Davis, but um, I'll say someone else. Um, someone who's going to be talked about a lot. Actually, I'm going to give you two names. Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons. Dark horse with the Ben Simmons, I know, but I'm going to go with those two. If they gave Defensive what. Player of the Year for like the first three months of the season, I would bet Kevin Durant too, but after December, he started tailing off a little bit. I don't know if it was laziness or... Uh, Injuries or, or whatever, mm-hmm. but uh, K- KD, you know, he, he took a leap last year, so I can see him taking another leap, and, and maybe he plays more consistently this year defense, so he's a dark horse. Simmons, I agree he might take a leap this year as well. Exactly. I just don't know if most of those guys will do it over the course of a full season as well as the other four guys we talked about. But, I mean, it's a lot of games are played, right? That's why. See. Six man like Lou Will, who is your six man of the year? This one's really this one's hard, hard for me to project. Um, 
I really want to say Dennis Schroeder, except just because I don't know how much time they're going to give him on the floor without Westbrook like being in there with him. Uh-huh. That one's going to be a little hard for me. So I'm going to go with the little sleeper, although I think some people have brought him up. I'm going to say Tyreek Evans for the Pacers. <laughs> I can see him coming Tyreek, okay. Collison's a decent point guard, mm-hmm. but uh, not always consistent. I can see Tyreek stepping up when he's on the bench and, and putting up numbers. If he plays like he did for Memphis last year, I could see mm-hmm. him winning this award. But honestly, I mean, th- that's just because <clears throat> I don't know if, if they're not going to give the award to Eric Gordon if he has a good year again. Lou Will's won it how many? Like two, three times already? Yeah. So I don't know if he's going to get it again. again. Uh, Rozier and Brown are supposed to potentially come off the bench, so they might cancel each other out like in terms of votes. Right. So... Uh, those are the guys I'm looking at, but I'm going to go Tyreek as a sleeper. Okay. I think I have one that's more of a sleeper than that. If they stay as their starting lineup is now, uh, I'm just going to name one person because Eric Gordon, I feel like, is everyone's pick, so I'm going to do something different. J.J. Redick. J.J. Redick. I was considering J.J. Redick. But I just don't know how long they're going to stick with that plan. That's That's the thing. It's like yeah. I don't know how long they're going to stick with it, but if it's not Eric Gordon, I'm going to go J.J. Redick. Just because I like him. <laughs> and I think uh, Philadelphia is going to win a lot. Most improved player. Who do you think I'm going to say? Brandon Ingram. Yep. <laughs> I feel like this is the obvious popular choice by everybody. But honestly, if you look at this and you really try to think who, mm-hmm. I, I feel like he's probably the best candidate. Uh, now he's got LeBron next to him. He's supposed to be that second star mm-hmm. uh, that people are banking on for right. the Lakers to have. He improved last year, uh, but not as much as his other 2016 you know, draftees. So I can see him upping his scoring average, upping his all-around game, uh, and becoming a maybe not second star right away, but fringe all-star, um, and being big part of the reason why the Lakers you know, win over 50 games this year. So I'm going to go with him. Fultz, I think, is in the conversation, except can he really? I mean, that's debatable if yeah. you call him most improved because we didn't really see him a lot as a rookie. Exactly. Uh, another guy I'll throw out there um, as a sleeper, uh, Pascal Siakam on the Ooh, Raptors. that's a good one. I liked his uh, development over the summer <clears throat> and the, some of the pickup games I saw. I think he's going to get a lot more minutes now that uh, uh, Kawhi's there, uh, maybe in defensive lineups with his size, uh, stuff like that. What about you? I was actually going to say B.I. Shout out to Brandon Ingram. Um, you can stick with it. You don't have to I'm a, take I'm going to stick with that because that's my favorite, but just to like make things interesting. I've been hearing a lot coming out of Milwaukee about Giannis taking another step forward because I know he's already going to be in MVP considerations, but if he just, just takes another step forward, he has to be in the most improved conversations. I've seen that too. I just so, think if he's in that conversation, then it's going to be for MVP. Yeah, I feel you. But I don't think Milwaukee's going to do that good this year to where he can be an MVP. Well, that's our next topic, so let's talk about <laughs> that right now. So MVP yeah. favorite is uh, LeBron James, plus 250. So if I bet $100, I win. And he wins, I win 250, correct? Yep. Okay. Anthony Davis, plus 300. Giannis... And James Harden are both plus 400. I think uh-huh. that's personally way too high for James Harden. I don't see him winning another MVP no, award again. Uh, even if he re- replicates his numbers from last year, I just think... <clears throat> I just think through an MVP award, you have to top it the next year or 
just have a sustained level of excellence. But uh, Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard, both plus 700. Russell Westbrook, both plus 800. I think that one's a little high as well. Uh, just because same, same reason for James Harden. I feel like he's won already. Yeah. He averaged a triple-double again last year and wasn't a serious candidate, so I feel like he'd have to do even better. Mm-hmm. And Kyrie Irving and Steph Curry, both plus 1,200. And then the field is plus 1,000. So, mm-hmm. who do you like for MVP this year? This I was excited to talk about this. Okay. The most at all the topics. <clears throat> to be honest, <clears throat> I feel like this is a make-or-break year for both LeBron and Kyrie. I just want to get that out there. But for this, I like Kawhi. Okay. I like Giannis. I like AD. But if I had a bet, if I'm a betting man, I want to get the most bang for my butt, I'm going to go with the kid from Jersey. Things from Jersey. No, Jersey or New York. Whatever. Kyrie? I'm going to go with Kyrie Irving. Just because he has a good team. He has a good coach. I feel like this is the year where we're really going to see him cook. I feel like we're going to see him take that leadership role because he is the leader. And he's going to run with it. So I'm going to go with Kyrie. All right. Well, first of all, I'll say this. I don't think it's... I think it's has to be one of these, what, eight, nine guys I mentioned? It I don't see anybody be. else winning. I, don't, I really don't. Um, I'll do my process of elimination okay. t- up until who I like. So... Steph's not going to win another no. one. He has two. Uh, I'll say him, Westbrook, and Harden each aren't going to win just because they already won and the mm-hmm. voters are going to be harder on them. Uh, so I'll take all three of them out. KD is intriguing, but I feel like because his team's so loaded and him and Steph, you can kind of argue who's the best player, yeah. even though I think it's KD. He's going to lose votes to that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Kyrie is intriguing, mm-hmm. except that that team is loaded. And I don't know how much credit he'll get for that. Mm-hmm. But that's a good... I agree with you. That's a good bargain bet. Yeah. For, you know, bang for your buck. Kawhi is intriguing. Except that... I don't know how healthy he is. And I don't know how well... I don't know if Toronto's going to win the one seed this year. So if they're the three so. seed, I don't know mm-hmm. if that helps him. So for me, I think it's one of... The, I think it's either LeBron, AD, and Giannis. I don't think you can go wrong with any of those three. But... If I had to pick one of them, I'm going to go with Giannis. Le- I, can I feel see like that. LeBron's the easy choice uh, just because I do think the Lakers are going to win. Mm-hmm. AD, he's going to put up numbers. The only thing that scares me with him is I don't know if the. I don't think it's a guarantee that the Pelicans make the playoffs it's this not. year. So if they don't make the playoffs, can you really vote him MVP? No. But Giannis, for me, is uh, the safest choice. I think he's going to improve. Mm-hmm. Budenholzer's offense is more of tempo. He's going to get four to five more possessions a game. Can easily bump it. He averaged 28, 10, 4, and 1 block last year. Mm-hmm. I can see that easily going to like 30, 12, 5 assists. If he gets that and is shooting better from three like he's shown in the preseason and Milwaukee gets a three or four seed, I can see. Plus, the other thing about the MVP is the narrative. The story behind him. We can say, oh, look, Giannis, he worked out with Kobe in the offseason, you know, really took a step forward after they lost to Boston. People can talk mm-hmm. themselves into that story, and I can see him winning on that. So that would be my bet. Uh, although I can, can you give someone that if they're in the third or fourth seed in the East, though? To me, I can't give you that. I'm sorry. If they win 50 games. I can't. I can't. Yeah, we gave it to Westbrook because KD just left. 
and they made the playoffs in the West. That's why the MVP went to Russell Westbrook, as he should. But I, I don't see that. I'm sorry. But if he if he averages thirty points, over ten boards, over five mm-hmm. assists, improves his three point shooting, mm-hmm. and, and his team's lot, in the fourth seed, and his team's a three or four seed. I don't see that. I'm. And and Anthony Davis doesn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And LeBron's, LeBron's Lakers seed. are yeah, they're a six seed. You don't see him winning that. No, because Boston will be in the first seed. They're gonna win. But over what if 60 Kyrie games. only averages twenty three and six? You're gonna give it to Kyrie over Giannis. It's a difficult conversation. It is, it is a difficult conversation. That's why I think it's a safe bet for it, me. If I had to pick, I'd, I'd, I'd take. No, it. it is a safe bet. I think my bet was just like more bang for your buck, as yeah. I said. I honestly, I like both of our picks because I would have gone with Giannis as well, but I wanted to go with the dark horse and Kyrie. All right, uh, let's go over our playoff teams. So let's start with the East. Okay. Who do you have as a one seed? I have Boston. Do I you? have Boston as well. I don't think there's any reason to debate that. Now the two. I have Philadelphia 76ers. I have Toronto. Oh, okay. Well, I have Toronto at three. Okay, I have Philly at three. I just think... Uh, I don't think Philly's yeah. going to take a step back, per se, but I think <clears throat> Toronto is just as good as they were last year, but now you add Kawhi. And I'm going to assume he's healthy. And I'm going to assume he plays as well as he did with the Spurs his last year he was healthy mm-hmm. and automa- automatically makes them the second-best team in the East. Just and right you also got to assume that Danny Green is healthy. Yeah. So that's cool. my only reason for putting that okay. ahead of Philly. Two, three, not bad. This is where it gets bad. Four, who do you have? Milwaukee Bucks. Okay, I have the Washington Wizards. Washington, okay. All right, who do you have at five? I have the Pacers, Indiana Pacers. Okay, I have Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. For me, Milwaukee, <coughs> if it, I'm going to be right about Giannis, like I said, he needs to, to get be... a three or four seed, and I don't think they're mm-hmm. better than the top three teams in the East, but I can see them improving enough to get that four seed. Talent-wise, I think Washington's a superior team, but chemistry is definitely going to play a role well i think both of them are inconsistent (laughs) yeah but i think milwaukee gets some consistency this year i don't know if washington will ever i hope they do because i like their coach but we'll see that's why they play the game six i have washington at six i have the miami heat at six six. all right seven seven i have the miami heat i have the indiana pacers wow you have them dropping to seven. Yeah, okay. I just don't see them better than the other six teams that we just talked about. Okay. The eight seed. I labored over this. This one was hard. I'm not gonna lie. <sighs> I don't feel good about this. Okay. I'm gonna say the Charlotte Hornets. Okay. They have the most wins out of the other teams I was debating, except for one. Mm-hmm. But I just don't see the other team working out. So I hate that I'm putting them here because I don't even think they're that good. But and I'm they always the disappoint. Yeah. But I picked the Hornets as well because I have th- I bet George that they'll make the playoffs. All right. Let's uh, go over to the West. Uh, Do we need to debate this one? For well, one? the first team, no. We know okay. it's the Warriors. So go to say Warriors. Okay. One. Two. I have the Houston Rockets. I have them also. I don't, we've been I, bashing them all summer, but yeah. I still think you have to put them too. And to be honest, watching the Lakers during the preseason hasn't been the prettiest thing. That's me. Though. Yeah. Three. Well, I'm going to contradict what you just said. And I don't feel good saying this because I think this team is a little overrated too, but 
I'm going to trust in LeBron. I don't care if he's in the West. Wow. I'm going to put the Lakers as the three seed. I feel like he's getting disrespected a little bit. Ooh. So I'm putting them at three. I know Utah looks really good. I know uh. Oklahoma City will probably play better this year. But the Lakers have LeBron James. I'm just going to put him at three. And I'll take know, any slack if they fall to five or six. I'll take if, it. If LeBron goes to number three, hats off to him. I just don't see it. If he goes to three, he's winning MVP, I think. I oh, easily. Like, so that's that's the one thing. Yeah. I'm hoping for them to get it, but then that's going to undermine my Giannis thing. Exactly. But I'll take my team success over my right. predictions any day. Three, I have Utah Jazz. Utah. All right. I have them at four. I have the Spurs at four. The Spurs at four. The Spurs at okay. four. Despite all those injuries we talked about? Despite all those injuries. Pop will figure it out. All right. Five, I have the Oklahoma City Thunder. Same. Six, I have the San Antonio Spurs. At six, I have the Lakers. Wow. So we're switching the <laughs> Lakers and the Spurs. Wow. Look, I hope the Spurs get sixth for refusing to trade us <laughs> their best player. So, seven. This is where it got a little this tricky where, for me. Yeah, I think three. his team's a lot better than the seventh seed, but the West is loaded. So, uh, Denver Nuggets. Same. Denver same. Nuggets. All right, let's see if we got the same All for right, the eighth the seed. Because this was even harder for me than the East. Not because I don't know which team is good enough, but because I don't know which team is going to come out on top out of these four. Who'd you pick? Well, I'll go first. All right. Even though they had a little trouble in the beginning of the year, I think they'll work it out. Wow. And I'm going to go with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Wow. <laughs> I don't have as much faith as you. I think he's getting <laughs> traded. I think this thing implodes despite their talent. I think Dallas is still kind of young. Mm-hmm. And I think New Orleans drops off because they lost 20 pieces. So I'm going to go with Portland. I don't feel good about uh, it, but I'm going to go with Portland. I'd rather have New Orleans. New Orleans than Portland. I don't feel but good about I don't, it. But. I don't trust AD's health. That's another reason why I didn't pick him for MVP. All right. But then I pick Kyrie. Yeah. <laughs> we'll skip the first two rounds and just go with our conference finalists. Who okay. do you have as the conference finalists? For the West? Yeah. On my bracket, I think it's going to be a rematch between the Warriors and the Rockets. Okay. Who do you have? I try not to be biased, I swear. <laughs> I got the Warriors and the Lakers. I hope it's that, honestly. I really hope Although it's Although I think they're going to lose, but... Oh, I mean, I, that's a given, yeah. but... All right, East. For the East, for me, I mean, it has to be, oh, no, we'll probably have, the, like, the same. But I'm going to go Boston versus the six Toronto Wow. Raptors. I put them as a higher seed, uh-huh. but I think Philly gets them in the, in the wow. second round. So I got a Boston-Philly conference final. Either way, those are going to be fun. Yeah. I can't wait. To I'm excited that. for the conference finals. I think there's going to be good matchups in both. Easily. Now, moving on to the finals, who do you have making it there? I don't think it's going to be too difficult. No, Let's I don't see. think so either. I think it's going to be Warriors, Boston. Bo- uh, ooh, Warriors, Boston. Warriors in six. Okay. I'll give Boston two games. I'm going to go Warriors, Boston as well. And I'm going to go in six also. Yeah. Uh... This is going to be a hate watch finals for me because <laughs> yeah. I'm going to love watching the level of basketball being played, but I'm going to hate who's playing it. Yeah. I'm going to hate that it's the Warriors. I'm going to hate that it's the Celtics. So, But I got to watch it because it's good basketball, and uh, that's so, the most important thing. Let me ask you this. 
if the Warriors win, it'll be a three-peat, correct? Yes. If I'm Kevin Durant, will I stay another year just to win a four-peat? Something that hasn't been done since Bill Russell? I think that's... I'll say two things. One, last year, I don't know who I told, but I said this is the last title the Warriors... Or the Warriors are only winning one more title after this, and that'll be next year. That was before they got DeMarcus Cousins. So now they're that much better, supposedly. I'm sticking to that only because I don't think DeMarcus is there after this year. No, he's gone. I don't know after this year how healthy the guys are going to be going to the next year. I'm sure Clay's going to stay, but then they're going to owe Draymond money after next year. So I still think this is the last time they win a title. But if I'm KD, I, I've been thinking about this a lot too. Yeah, you can win a 3 P which is only what a few other players have done, and then go to greener pastures. But I think for him to, like, I mean, his legacy should be cemented already. We can talk about that move and not like it and stuff. To but me, there's the an dudes, asterisk on it, but it's okay. Uh, Honestly, I, would love to I say, am also the guy who doesn't count LeBron's Miami wins. I really count his Cleveland, his Cleveland. win over the okay. Warriors. That's... That's the championship. That's the I championship. I don't like what happened, but I'm I don't put an asterisk next to it. However, so if Kobe left you and went to oh, Detroit and won, but uh, objectively have... speaking, they won. They earned it. Uh, I can't. Maybe his was more of a shortcut than other people, but it's still more than a sh- well. But he I think teleported, but all right. if he wins four <laughs> in a row, that's something that's only been done by the Russell Celtics. That would be crazy. You yeah. can put whatever asterisk you want next to his name there, but that's impressive. No, that is. And a three-peat's impressive enough already, but I think people are already saying he's going to leave this year. He's going to go to the to the late Lakers, they're saying, he's right? He's not going to help LeBron. I don't, I don't agree. I don't see that happening at all. I think that's stupid. I think yeah. if he leaves, it's either... Don't to the Washington. Knicks or okay. Washington, but that's like a point zero one percent chance. I think it's the Knicks or bust. Knicks. But if I'm him, I opt in for one more year. I run it back again, try to get a fourth. If it doesn't work out, then I leave for the Knicks. And knowing the Knicks history, as you pointed out in your videos, that's probably when he starts getting hurt and they decline. <laughs> I hate to say it, New Yorkers, but yeah, I, I feel like that would be kind of funny, kind of sad at the same time. So that, I, I think that's the most underrated thing, what you what you just said, is I don't know why people think he's going to leave. Mm-hmm. I think he loves it in the Bay. Uh, I think he does want another challenge, but I think his first challenge is winning two more rings. Yeah. Getting more than LeBron, winning four in a row. You know, that's something that Jordan never did. LeBron, Kobe, any of those guys. Uh, albeit, like you said, took a little bit of shortcut, but still very difficult to No, if he wins do. four straight... I'm not saying anything. Yeah. That's that's crazy. It don't matter who you are. Yeah. So. But uh, uh, that is it for our preseason. Not even preseason. Our, yeah, I guess we can say preseason, right? Predictions. Preseason predictions. Uh, this will probably be out tomorrow, which is the first day of season. Um, You know what? Let's go over and under for tomorrow's games, Q, real quick. All right. Uh, I have first game, Philadelphia-Boston. Boston has a negative five Minus five. Minus five, so that means, yeah, minus five. So they have to score six points in order for you to win that bet, correct? Yep. Okay, and the winning percentage or whatever they call it, what do they call it? 
the winning line or whatever? Oh, it's uh for them it's minus one ninety for them. So to, they have to bet a hundred and ninety to win a hundred. hundred yep. bucks. I think they win by like eight. I think it's gonna be mm-hmm. a close game. But it's at home. We saw how Philly struggled there last year. I think yeah. Philly still not good in the clutch yet. <laughs> no. Will probably uh miss their last few shots, have to foul Boston, they hit free throws to cover. Now if you're a betting man, would you bet this game or not? <sighs> I would do it. I feel like the Celtics are pretty confident to win their first game by six to eight points. So. I think they have to. The next game, Oklahoma and the Warriors. The Warriors are negative 12.5. Russell Westbrook's not playing, so that's why yeah. the line is that high. What is the uh, – it's minus what on them? <laughs> 1,100. So this is not a good bet if you want to win a lot of money because you have to bet $1,100 to win 100 and So, I, And I wouldn't – Recommend betting this anyways because the Warriors uh, very lackadaisical the last two home openers. They got right. blown out by the Spurs a couple of years ago, and they lost to Houston last year after KD's shot uh, wasn't counted because yeah. it's after the buzzer. I, me, I wouldn't play it, but if I'm feeling risky, I'll put fifty bucks in just to win three hundred dollars for the Thunder. Yeah, <laughs> that is a little risky because the Warriors could also blow them out. That is true. Without Westbrook. But honestly, I wouldn't play this game. This is just if I had extra money. I I would not either. But, all right, y'all, that is it. Uh, Thank you for listening. And we'll run it back with you guys next time. All right, y'all, take it easy.